human individual, man. I got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah. That's us. And the human merger. We learned all the big details last time. We did a memory where you were controlling well, the guards. The that were... Using the mask? Using the mask? Using the mask? Using the mask. Skill? That might have been my skill. That's a good skill. I think that's what it was, yeah. At least we talked about that skill. So let's yeah, recap. Sure, maybe. maybe recapping will help. Just to, like, remember how it began with the memory of you controlling guards that were going into the hideout where uh, where Star Liga and Mr. Haverford, Lance Haverford, were hanging out. They were going to run away on a boat um, on the next night, but you went to raid them. Then you subverted your raid for some reason. I don't know why you decided to do that, but I guess because he thought these were your friends. And then um, at that, after you subverted the raid, you got your mask um, session was interrupted by a copy of yourself and uh, Hicklespat, which is Scott's character. Um, Scott, did you get Hicklespat? Hicklespat, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not so bad. Hickle? You can go by Hick. Hick? Yeah, that's really... Mr. <laughs> Spat. Mr. Spat, it's fine. You can just go by Spat. Spatty. Isn't there a, like a gangster called Spats or something? Spats? Yeah, I think... I don't know who it was. It's Spats. There's also Spats are like the... An attire, uh, you know, like the yeah. things that you wear over your shoes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you have you apparently had the human merger in a box, which was a little guy. This is Nellad, and um, the original friends like wanted to take away the human merger from you. Do you remember how that all went down? Like, so apparently you had gone. That show we just. Bull rushed him in the book bit, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I knocked him over yeah, or something. Yeah, you bull rushed him and jumped out a window and ran away. And that's when the memory ended. So you were with uh, Hickle's path, I guess. And you had the, the human merger with you. And uh, the um, pangolin. Yeah. Did you have the yeah. pangolin? Yeah. Uh, how did that work out? I don't remember how that happened. I know the pangolin was in the scene. I don't know if you... You uh, grabbed it or not? Penguin was with you. Scott had the penguin, and it was leading to the human merger. But that, I don't think you guys ran away with the, the penguin. I think you took the mask, though. Yeah, we might not have remembered for sure. Um, I'm going to go with you don't have the penguin, just because it seems like a lot of things you have to have. And you're escaping. Yes, Scott, in the non-memory world, you have that shark, the baby shark, the right. albino shark. Right. Yeah, we still have that. in a small, slightly inflated jellyfish that you've been carrying around the whole time. Um, yeah, so then in the real world, you went to... Uh, chatted with um, <clears throat> Dr. Clark. And then, who advised that you go to Titan? Trying to, like, steal something from someone. 
Right. Oh, yeah. At the very beginning, you're right. You're woken up by the some holy stones assisted by a uh, fracture tried to take stuff from Chris's house or room. But uh, you fought them off efficiently, and you found that two of them had uh, fingers and niggers, um, which I think you took, right? I don't remember. Um, maybe. Took one, maybe? I remember we said we were going to write it down. Yeah, so hopefully one of you wrote <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of I wrote a lot of things should down, be doing instead of drawing or staring at the ceiling. Uh, and so then you went with um, then you went in search of Trace, the titan who lived out in the arena that you confronted and asked for a yarn he advised to find Dr. Clark he could follow his yarn but he only traded his yarn for one of your yarns which was Scott's yarn and in taking Scott's yarn um, they killed Scott. <laughs> uh, so I Scott's now a ghost. The yarns, remember, are used by the Titans in their game, the Anthrogon. Um, you don't know how that works or anything, but you now have Dr. Clark's yarn, which is about the height of a human, so it's long. Um, and apparently you can somehow use that to follow or to get to Dr. Clark, but you have no idea how that works. Trace wasn't very helpful, didn't really know, and went off to go play match Fantorogon, so uh, you're sort of on your own now in the middle of this ruined arena. Um, the bargeman, I think his name is Klee, who you hired, he's supposed to be waiting for you about half an hour away. Um, so we also learned about the relegatorium. Yeah, so what is that? That's where you go when you get possessed or you're possessing when you went, like, if you put a finger in your ear, you get possessed by whoever's finger that was. And then you're in the rele- relegatorium. That's what Dr. Clark, Dr. Clark calls it. He also talks a little about how he and Sam Paraki, that third man, um, allow, have been exploring it and have been allowing each other to be possessed by each other in various ways. He didn't really go into details, but that seems interesting. And I think he said something at one point that, yeah, that when he was burning the contract, it wasn't actually him him controlling. It was actually Psalm controlling him controlling. Yeah, so that was strange because he doesn't know the answer to why he did that, really. Um, But he does seem to trust Psalm, so it's not like that was any sort of thing. Although you might not trust him, so who knows? I think that's very. I don't can. trust him. Why ever would you not trust him? I think my skill was using the mask because I'm not thinking of anything else that it would have been that would have been better. That's reasonable. I think actually it wasn't using the mask, but since I don't remember what it was, whatever. Cool. So we'll, those could be helped by commanding? Yeah, I think that's what you said even last time. Yeah, true. That might be what happened. Sounds familiar. Which means I should... Oh, I want to... 
go get some more threads out of the bottom of the lake. Is that possible? I want to go find some more uh, find some stuff. All right. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think. I think that's a good idea. Okay. That's a good and or terrible idea. I mean, so, I maybe I'm going to take my one thing. I'm going to be right back. Be right back very quickly. You were standing on sort of the top um, seating of the arena, and you could easily climb down into the, the water middle area where the Titan was. Okay. Um, so the water there is it's it's mainly about waist deep, like it was when you walked over here. But there's there are like sort of enormous um, holes that are mostly filled in. There's a sandy holes that the Titan had created when it was diving into the and rooting around in the water and underground. So you you if you want to explore where the Titan was, you'll have to swim out and then down into one of the holes to investigate more. Okay. Well, can we check it out? I have something. Yeah, I'll swim down into a hole. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you just sort of notice that there's a hole because it gets deeper and darker, and you can swim out and then sort of down, dive down. And you, uh, the one, the first one that you come across, it's it's not so deep that you can't reach the bottom. You just swim down. It looks like the sand has sort of settled back in a little bit. Um, and you notice below, but you notice that there's like a layer below the sand that sort of muddy clay, uh, you reach down into there. And back. Yeah. Uh, you think you feel um, like you, you can reach down through the sand, you feel this clay mud, but you, there's not really any, you don't feel any yarn or anything weird down there. Um, you might have to find a deeper hole. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go Keep out of this hole and go, yeah. Okay. So there's another one that you find that's deeper, um, but you'll have to hold your breath long enough to swim down and dig into the clay to see if you can find anything. Okay. Um, I'll do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a swimming roll. Okay. For some reason, wait, where's the character? For some reason, this is taking forever. Okay, okay. Swimming. Um, yeah, so the idea is you're going to swim down and dig around in the clay and see if you can pull up any yarn or, or something. Yeah. Uh, the role is not too difficult. You need a seven to pass, so you know. Oh, okay. Let me draw. Ooh, that's a one. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is seven, you said? Yeah. Jeez, okay. I'll play my one and draw two cards. Okay. You, uh, you, you reach down... Through the layer of sand, you're really low on breath. You get a clump of the 
uh, clay, but you can't really explore much before you have to swim to the top. And the clump of clay in your hand you find has all, all that's in there is uh, one or two worms, like very small little kind of gross worms, and a tooth, a human tooth, what appears to be a human tooth. A titan tooth? No, a human tooth, sorry. So it's, it's normal size. Okay, I'm putting it in Maybe my like pocket. Maybe like a molar. I put it in my pocket. <laughs> Great, you now have a human tooth in your pocket. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think I'm done. You want to know more about this tooth? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can complete the set. Hey, it's probably nothing, but it could be uh, some sort of... One of us ever loses a tooth. <laughs> 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 The roots are good. The roots are good. Some go, glue. I'll go buoyant. Uh, they float, They don't have to really make an effort to float on water, but they can swim down underwater. Um, it's a little bit harder. It's not... It's like... I was previously swimming. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, you were swimming, but you were trying to stay, swim underwater. Yeah, I was trying to hide under the surface of the water. It's possible. I mean, ghosts can... It's just slight... I guess it's, like, slightly easier for ghosts to float. The salt content seems to be higher for ghosts. Okay. I go back to the group and I shrug. It doesn't seem thick enough to be... The thick one doesn't seem thin enough to be the thin one. And every time you see it, it sort of just slides away, slides out of view, almost as if it falls in between two other ones. Like, it turns sideways and slips through. So, of course, this piques your interest, and you follow them. As they slide through a crack, you try and go after it through the crack by zooming in. Um, But they seem elusive. And... You start to get a hang of it after about a few minutes of going through this. You, you get a, sort of a pattern of where, what cracks they slide between. Sort of, you start to notice wider cracks that they go, they slide through or seek out. Um, and just as you're getting to come to terms with it, you catch sight on the left side of your vision of a void in the titanagon pieces. Just a black space. Something something you've never really seen before. And the tough, hard choice you have to make is to continue following these strange diamonds through their holes or to explore the void. Oh, that that is a hard choice. Through the void. (laughs) The void is the shape of a hexagon with a little square attached to the side. But it's a bigger hexagon that gets made out of other things. Change the shapes. To the void. God, are you whispering both those things? Because it's like <laughs> no. you're <laughs> 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 Uh 
that's not a good way to tempt someone. You got to be clear <laughs> and concrete in your message. Um, wow. Interesting. On the one hand, some mysterious shapes. One hand, the other hand, a mysterious void. And so, is there any, like, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> you have to make the decision. I know. Well, how about this? Here's the question that I have. Mm-hmm. How easy do I think it would be to find my way back here? To uh, you, it will be difficult, very difficult. The problem is that uh, you don't know where these new shapes are going to take you. And if you're to take off and then put the mask back on, you never are confronted with exactly the same pattern, or at least you don't know. Every time you put it on, you're sort of in a new place, it seems. So it might be, in, it might be impossible to find a void. Hmm. Um, and am I, like, reasonably confident I can probably catch these shapes or if I go chasing the shapes? Yeah, it seems like you're you're getting a hang of them a little bit, like the, something something to do with the pattern at which you find them and the way they fall through. And you, after about five minutes, you've been sort of getting a hang of it and you seem to be getting closer to being able to touch them. But that's when you see the void. And that's where you are now. God, never give you a hard this choice. <laughs> really, it's such an abstract choice, and yet it's still so hard. Like, it doesn't seem like it should. Like, I don't know what, what any of these are. should just guess randomly, but it's, it, it, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem that easy. So in the past, gaps, big gaps that you can go through have led into someone else's head. Like, you've entered sort of the relegatorium, and you're controlling someone. But oh, this is so the that's first, what this is. Well, this is different because this is like a big void that's just sitting there. Usually you go through a crack and you, of a certain pattern, and then you're in the relegatorium. But this is just like a void that's just sitting there. It's not really a crack. It's different. It feels very different. Um, but it still has a sense to you of somehow relating to those cracks you go through to get to somewhere. So either maybe it's a different kind of person or entity you're going into. Maybe it's, who knows, it's an unknowable void. Um, um, I'll go to the void. Okay. So you go left, void the void in. comes into the center of your vision, and you go toward it. Um. So as you approach the void, it gets bigger, and the fractal sort of lives on the edge and repeats, but it feels like if you keep going toward the void, you're going to enter it. And I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't, it feels, it's like perfectly black. Um, And your eyes, I guess, feel a little bit cold when you look at it. 
but that's about it. I feel cold. Not like freezing, just slightly different. It feels like when it feels just yeah, like maybe you're looking at something colder, but your eyes feel colder. But they don't feel like uncomfortably cold. No. It's like if, you know, if you were to close your eyes and then someone were to hold some ice cubes in front of them, you could feel that. Okay. And the radiative. Well, we'll keep the seat honored. Okay, so you go toward the void, and the void takes up your entire field of vision, and you feel like a lurch, sort of a nauseating lurch, like maybe like you're on a roller coaster, that sort of feeling. And you realize you're sitting in the relegatorium on a lumpy flesh, um, a lump of flesh. Although there's no eyes window in front of you that you can look out of. You're just sitting in a dark, black, sort of unknowable world at the moment. You can feel it around, but you can't really see much other than um, there's some soft light in the edges of your vision, but when you look toward them, they just go dark again. Simultaneously makes perfect sense and makes no sense at all. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, the crew who's just sitting on the barge, um, uh, so Mr. Liga, you notice that that uh, now his character, Prince Spike, has sort of gone limp as if he's fallen unconscious. He just slouches forward. Almost in exactly the same pose that Van <laughs> that, uh, Fruit is in. Losing people like crazy. Um, I... I poke him. <laughs> no response. No, you know, there's no indication of that happening to your body. You're just in this dark world. Um, I look at Scott. And I shrug. Clee's not going to like this. <laughs> yeah, Clee hasn't noticed, or if he, does, if he did, he thinks that. So, like, he didn't even really pay attention when you were sticking fingers in your Chris. I guess he probably didn't do it right in front of him. He just seems to think that they fall asleep while sitting there. Okay. Um, uh, that's fine, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Maybe we could catch some fish or get some food or something and revive him with that. I figure if he doesn't come back in a little bit, we'll, like, dump him in the water and that'll wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> rip the mask off him, yeah. Yeah, rip the mask off. That's the more reasonable thing to do. Um, yeah, I think we just leave him to it, and we'll catch some fish when we next. I think we'll, like, stop. Maybe we should tell the guy to stop and catch. Well, if we come to stop, he'll notice that our party have all passed out. <laughs> yeah, I should just soldier on. I, maybe I'll try, like, making a knot out of the string. I don't know if I would do. Nothing, probably. Yeah, let's just keep going. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, you just keep going. <laughs> now, do you want to do anything? I mean, yeah, while I'm in here, I might as well explore a little bit. Uh, can I, like, get up and walk around? That's what Ark implied. Yeah. You you get up, you can stand up from this lumpy piece of flesh. Uh, it's really difficult. It feels like you're really lethargic, really tired. Um, but you, you make it to your feet without a roll or anything. Um, the ground under you is a little bit unstable. You... It feels like you're walking on uh, some membrane or something. You don't sink into it, but it's like gooey below you. Gooey? Like you're, you know, it's, it's like you're walking on a lot of pillows or something. Okay. Uh, well, you're not walking. You know, you're standing, but... Yeah. Uh, and so is just everything dark, or...? Yeah, I mean, so it's... You you get the sense like if you there's some color some light on the edge of your vision, but every time you look toward it, it's black. It just is not there. You're not sure if it's something going on with your eyes or if it's something in the world. It's confusing. I want to see if I can move the focus of my attention to the corner of my vision without actually moving my eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, you so you do you can manage to do that, um, but it it doesn't work. It seems like when you focus on it, it goes black. Okay, just like if you were to look at it with your eyeball. I whirl around really quickly, like ha, like I'm trying to take it by surprise, whatever it is. Yeah, for like an instant, just the quickest instant, you see what appears to be like a garden with a hedge on either side and a stone bench and maybe a fountain in the distance with some plants. But it's just so quick and goes to black. You're not sure if you actually saw that or if that's what you wanted to have seen. But Clark mentioned something about a garden, didn't he? Exactly. He did. Uh, and did it seem like it was like moving with me in any way? It was like it was there behind you that you, when you quickly turned around, you caught a glimpse of it before it went black. But now that I'm turned around, should it be in front of me or is it? You don't know. I mean, yeah, it should be in front of you. What you saw would be now in front of you if it weren't black. Uh, I'd do it again, but turn back the other way really quickly. Yeah, the, the same sort of thing. Um, in fact, it might. You're not sure. The trouble is you're not sure if you're looking. There's hedges on either side, right? So you're not sure if you're looking one way or the other, or maybe it's symmetric, so it's hard to tell. And you don't have enough time to really look at it. But I see the same thing. Yeah. Like if, it, like works it, could again. Be, it could be the same thing and it was behind me again. Or yeah, or it could be the same. On the other side of me. Exactly. And there's hedges. Yeah, it's what looked like just greenery on each side of the path. Like how close to me? Uh, probably like four humans apart, laying down head to toe. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna walk slowly backwards. 
Okay, you trip over a lump of a fleshy lump pillow and you crash to the ground. <clears throat> You're like laying on a bed of fleshy pillows. Is it the same one that I was sitting on, or is it a different one? I don't know. You don't know. You want to feel around? Yeah, I'll feel around. Um, you feel like lumpy flesh nodules and smooth uh, surfaces that feel like sort of maybe feeling the top of a pillowcase or something, where it's smooth, but then when you can press on it, and when you move your hand, it comes back to the original shape. Um, yeah. But no hedges. No hedges. You don't feel any hedges. What happens if I close my eyes? It gets really black. <laughs> you don't... <laughs> But you don't see the Fair. color, the color effect phenomenon. Uh, I, yeah, why not? I shout out, like, hello, is anyone there? Okay. There's, it feels like your voice carries very far in a way. There's no, it doesn't echo or anything. It doesn't seem like there's a ceiling above you or something like that, or two hedges on either side that it's bouncing on. Um, and then after what seems like a long time, you, you hear a whispering sort of sound off the left ear. Indistinct whispering. Then you think you catch the sound of your name, Slyke, but you're not sure in the whispering. Uh, back to the people on the boat. Um, the haze has picked up on the Usikor. It's turned now into a, a mist that you're traversing. Klee seems completely uh, just like in a trance of pushing you along. He hasn't stopped or taken a break in a long time. Um, uh, just hours and hours and hours have passed. <laughs> uh, and you are brought to attention by the sound of voices shouting and then a loud gunshot off to the right. Klee stops all of a sudden and jumps to the deck when he hears the gunshot. You can't see anything for the mist, but um, you think you could get there if you want to navigate there. Uh, fight or flight? <laughs> uh, fight, right? I will be very it sounds like there's some dis- fight. The gunshot, it sounds like there's some dispute already going on. Like, you hear people yelling at each other. So it's not like necessarily yelling at you. Uh, I, I jump in the water and I swim towards it. Okay. Um, as you go, so at first when you jump in, it's about waist deep. As you go toward it, it just gets shallower and shallower until you're about uh, shin deep, and the mist is, you're not close enough 
So the shadowing that you can see just like distinct shapes moving about. Uh, there seems to be some conflict going on in front of you. You see some faint ghost glow from some of the shapes. So they're not all humans. There's some ghosts involved. And there's one or two times as you've been going, going forward, you've heard more gunshots. Not necessarily direct. They're not aimed at you. It seems like, yeah. Wow. You could get closer. It seems like maybe these people are having some conflict on a sandbar. Like if you were to keep going forward, you'd eventually go above water level. I continue to go forward. Yo, Scott, you with him? Um, I will stay with Nod <laughs> and Chris. Unconscious. Yeah. Okay. Helpless uh, folks. Colin, you stealthing it or are you walking? Uh, no, I'm stealthing it. Definitely stealthing right. it. So, yeah, you climb onto the edge of a sandbar. At this point, you see there's a bright fire going on at the far end of the sandbar. Something big is in flames. In front of the fire is a, what appears to be a woman. It's, she's a little bit far away because uh, she's on the other end of the sandbar, but she, so it's hard to get much of a look at her. But she's a woman because she looks like she has a dress on. She seems to be swinging around a sword. But more importantly, in front of you is a group of ghosts. None of them are facing you. They're all facing this woman. Um, around the ghosts are a few uh, inflated jellyfish that seem to be tethered to the ground, so they're not floating off. Um, and the ghosts have uh, how many? They have twelve. There are twelve humans tied up at their feet. Um, there seems to be eight ghosts. The eight ghosts, one of them is like a hunchback ghost. He's in the front of the pack, so furthest away from you. He's shouting at the woman who's swinging the sword around. You don't see any guys or guns, um, but the guys with guns, I mean. But you do see of these 12 tied-up humans that are riding around, uh, seven ghosts are trying to get them into order, like tithing them onto jellyfish. Um, to maybe lift them away. No one has noticed you so far. Um, okay. Uh, now, you're aware of the shouted conversation that's going on. Uh, the hunchback ghost is yelling at the woman, just drop that beak and give us the baby. That's all we want. We'll return your refugees if you give us the baby. And the woman shouts sort of incoherently and swings the sword as if to fend off attackers who might be coming at her. Although, at this moment, no one is really moving toward her. Do I see any babies? No. Um, you also notice that one of the ghosts that you thought was Helping tying up is actually just laying wounded on the ground, um, sort of writhing. One of the ghosts I thought was tying people up is wounded already. Yeah. And is not long for this world. Yeah. And he's shouting something to that effect, like, I can't feel my fingers. I think I can't see my fingers. Okay. Touch for you, buddy. Uh... 
Well, I would like to go around, sneak around towards the burning boat. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, In my imagination, that's towards the woman as well. Yeah, you're going to have to, the burning boat is behind the woman. You're going to have to circle around. Yeah, I would like to circle around towards the burning boat. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, Chris comes to attention um, and looks around sort of wildly for a second. I tell him to be quiet. There's a ghost horde or something. I don't know. (laughs) Says, you know, uh, I, is, are we in danger? He gets down to the ground. No, but there's been a few gunshots, so be on your toes. Okay. I, uh, I got some information. I think you need to play my, my note. Like a note. You need to play my note. Somehow that, the yarn will respond to that. At least that's what the voice disconnected says. Are we using the yarn to play the note, or the note to the yarn? The note to the yarn, and then the yarn should give some indication of where I am. But it needs to be my note. I don't even know what that means. This is just from the voice disconnected. Well, once we get out of here, we'll find a music shop and get to work. Yeah. Colin, at that moment, at in your sorry, in your circling, you uh, the gun fires once more. It's, um, it seems like there's, and then as you keep circling, you see floating off of the, off in the water is like a long canoe. It seems like the gun is firing from there. Actually, you, and as you get closer, you notice that there are two figures in the canoe, each with long rifles, and they're firing off at the ghost. But they don't have much of a, a view, because standing where you are, you can't even really see much of the ghost. Um, but you can see the flames at this point um, are definitely coming from a boat which is burning. It seems like a, do- a boat has been moored on the far side of this sandbar and then had been on fire somehow and is now engulfed in flames. So we'll say you're close to the burning boat and a little bit past the burning boat and to your right is the canoe with the two riflemen. They haven't seen you and are firing past you, not at you. Okay. Uh, still no sign of a baby? Um, yes. You hear the crying of a baby in the canoe. From the canoe? Yeah. Um, I gotta be on Team Baby, right? Because who steals a baby? That's my stuff. And ghosts are really evil, so. <laughs> um, You're lucky we didn't hear that. <laughs> You're not really ghosts. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of them. I can't fight like eight ghosts at once. I mean, it could. But you could try and like just puncture the boat. No, the ghosts aren't on a boat. They're on a sandbar. Yeah, the ghosts on the sandbar. The baby's in the boat, right? The baby's in the canoe with two riflemen. The baby's in the canoe. I could pop their balloon, but that women just would be here and mad forever. Or on ghosts. I haven't any reinforcements, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> your, your party doesn't really like to join you in your adventure. Hey, I have a good excuse. <laughs> oh, my goodness, party. Um, Can't speak for Scott, but I have a good excuse. I want to look clean at Betrayus. No, I don't know. I could... You could try and draw him back. Well, and you're here to guard those of us who are helpless, which those of us who are helpless and me certainly appreciate. Klee is laying flat on the deck of the barge, not moving, terrified of getting shot. I, I come up to the boat with the gunman on it. Yeah. Stealthily? Um, not that stealthily. Over. I think... Hey. I'm an acquaintance of his. It interrupts you saying, who are you? Okay. Good question. There's a laugh. Now it sounds like it's coming from above you. And then says, well, how did you come to be here? You are mightily interesting. The voice now is very close to you as if it's speaking right in front of you. Say, who are you? The laugh, and it recedes far away into the distance. Yeah, just like that. Follow it? You trip over some lumps. Magnab it. Get up before I fall asleep. (laughs) Okay, you have to roll. Really? Yeah. You're really tired. It's hard to get up. Okay. Um, wow. This is hazardous. I am not giving you any skills. Yeah, I don't know if any of these... I have no argument in favor of them. Okay. Do you need a... Nine to, to stand up. Well, I'm going to play the five that gets plus five if I can feel so it's a ten. Great. So you pass critically instead. Um which means that you you stand up happens, man. What? I don't know. Look my card and two of my cards vanished. Oh god, that shouldn't happen. Oh, uh, maybe they're the same be, card? I think it might be my fault because my mouse every once in a while has been doing double clicks or some obvious reason. So I think it, I clicked and the card vanished and then it clicked again when the other card was under it and the other card vanished, which is really obnoxious. That is really obnoxious. But at least it's not the fault of the app. <laughs> For once. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Should I just draw another one, or what should I do here? I think I remember what it was. It was it happened? Yeah, if you want to just remember, just write it down. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you stand up and you feel. You realize like you're less tired, and the ground under you feels more steady. Like you're standing on a stone, maybe now. Not. Not. Uh, Pillow? Oh, good. Wait, stone? Yeah. Was there a stone path in the garden, or...? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
this isn't some mysterious third terrain. It's probably the garden. Colin, what do you want to do? I Did don't know. Okay. <laughs> I need to get a good look at the baby.